Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is September 29th, 2023, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined today by Eric Thornton, Commodity Specialist for McKinney Flavelle. Hello, Eric. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mike. Hello. And I'm also joined by Nicole Thomas, Vice President of McKinney Flavelle, Information Sales and Service. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Hello, Michael. I'm great. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. You know, it's Friday. I, I feel like talking about something exciting, and that was the grain stocks report and uh, wheat summary. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what you okay? Yeah. A little different than what I expected, but okay. <laughs> I'm just so excited because you know, Nicole, you talk about good news, and I think you got some good news for those buyers of soybean futures and corn futures out there, as well as Eric with wheat. So I thought we'd cover that today. But you know what? Before we do that, I want to give a plug to our next webinar, which is our Fall Market Outlook webinar on October 18th. What a day to do it at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can go ahead and register on that pretty soon on our uh, website at nikini-flavelle.com. So go ahead and check that out. Or if you're getting our emails, you'll probably get an email about it too. So that's my plug. Good job. That's what I got today. Awesome. That was pretty good. Well, let's jump right into it. And uh, Nicole, I think we should start with you because uh, I think Eric's got some fireworks for us here on wheat. <laughs> and uh, but I, I, I'm just excited because uh, again, it was uh, I think uh, expectations of what the uh, stocks would be and what they did. Uh, the USDA today uh, helped the markets. Uh, in a bearish manner. So I'll let you take it from here, Nicole. Yeah, it was a pretty good report, I'll say. Where we get nervous, mm -hmm. particularly with the September stocks report, because you never know. And there's always these sort of arguably kind of blind areas of consumption uh, that we don't have as much visibility to beforehand. So when we have situations like this and it's not so scary, it's great. So I'll start with corn. Now I will say this, the stocks uh, report basically lowered our carry in for 2324. USDA pegged that at 1.36 billion bushels uh, at the beginning of September. Uh, and if you've been following along in the WASD, uh, we were expecting that to be a little closer to 1.45. So, you know, down by a little less than 100 million bushels. But in the grand scheme of things, even a surprise uh, reduction in production, <laughs> also noted in today's report. Oh, my gosh. That, that was a rhyme. We should do the rest in rhyme. I know I should. One day I'm going to do that. Maybe Christmas. That'll be the Christmas one this, this year. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the market was able to pretty much shake that off, uh, considering, you know, looking at the balance sheet for 23-24, things are looking pretty bearish already. And even with this 100 million uh, bushel decline and in, in carry in, you know, we still have some areas of consumption uh, that may weaken a bit, you know, may see that feed number come down a little bit, definitely might see the export number come down a bit. So time will tell. But nonetheless, at this stage, we're still well above 2 billion bushels of ending stocks. So let's just fingers crossed, no more reductions in yield. 
and no more adjustments, downward adjustments to acreage, and things should be good uh, as far as that's concerned. Don't anticipate that that's going to be incredibly impactful to price beyond the bearishness that the market's already been anticipating. So today's report just, I think, confirmed that uh, at least at this stage, we're looking pretty good for 23-24. Now, beans, soybeans was the, the great one. Uh, and that there, we saw the stocks were actually higher than the projection. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? 268 million bushels hey, no. uh, is what the USDA uh, stated we had left uh, at the end of the 22-23 crop year. Uh, so, you know, about 15 million bushels more uh, than the, the uh, September WASTI. And I think in, in that sense, the market is looking for a give us as much good news as you can because we're not sure what we're going to get with yield. We're anticipating crush demand is still going to be pretty strong and exports, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But we have seen some purchases thus far uh, that at least support uh, USDA's current projection of about 1.79 billion bushels in that category. So the bottom line is that gave the upcoming or I guess now we're in a new marketing year balance sheet a little bit of uh, breathing room. Uh, if we do see a, another yield rege- uh, reduction in upcoming reports. So that that was good news. And the market reacted uh, accordingly uh, with a lot of pressure on soybeans. But more importantly, for my favorite people, those folks who have been stressed out for the past three years because of soybean oil prices, I'm not saying that uh, soybean oil prices will not continue to be a point of of distress at times. But at least with this pressure on on soy, it's rippling through the rest of the complex. And accordingly, we're getting some good opportunity uh, for soybean oil futures coverage uh, following what's been, you know, maybe a week or so of uh, pressure on those futures and, and getting us back to levels that folks are comfortable with, uh, with putting it on the books. So all in all, pretty, pretty good day for corn and soy. Okay. Well, uh, Eric, let's shift over to you. What fireworks do you have us for on wheat? I think that market was down this morning too. Oh, it certainly was Mike. We had, uh, quite a report, I'd say on the unexpected side and unexpected in a good way for the small grain summary, which kind of was a, how did we fare now that uh, we've harvested all the winter and now spring wheat for this crop year, 23, 24. And if you started to read the first sentence or two of their summary, you might not have thought it was good news because uh, they actually brought down harvested acreage to 37.3 million acres. That's down 600,000 acres. So, oh no, that doesn't sound great. But uh, what they did do was increase the yield uh, substantially. So yield is is now being reported at 48.6 bushels per acre. That's up from 45.8 from the last couple WASDI reports, really blowing away expectations there. So that increase in yield up 2.1 or almost uh, 2%, excuse me, versus last year with that now harvested acreage gets us to a uh, total production at 1.812 billion bushels. That's 77 million bushels more than the September WASDI 
and uh, the Bloomberg pre-report trade estimate was was well under that. Uh, the average was 1.732 billion bushels, so some 80 or so million bushels off from the market, and I think even the highest estimate was only 1.75 billion bushels. So quite a quite a shocker there, and you know I dove into the numbers a little bit more state by state and it's kind of interesting cuz again I this year was just uh exceptional in terms of um the challenges in ter- uh, with drought and dryness unfavorable weather for wheat for a majority of this planting and growing season you know 2 thirds as much as sometimes 75% of the US wheat crops were dealing with some level of drought or dryness but to say you know we squeaked out uh, a yield we haven't seen in three years now. I think it's quite impressive. And I think, like I said, kind of blew away expectations, certainly uh, mine and many others. So bearish is great. Um, and again, like I said, looking at some of the numbers, it's interesting because usually you focus in on those key wheat producing states, Kansas being number one. They were actually down in terms of uh, bushels produced and harvested this year. 244 million bushels last year, 201 million bushels this year. So again, you're like, where is all this wheat coming from? State like Montana actually had a sizable increase, 140 million bushels last year, 186 million bushels this year. Um, But it seems like a lot of other regions and and other states that are normally smaller did, did better. So Colorado nearly doubled their output versus last year at 75 million acres. We saw a nice, uh, 50% 50% increase in Illinois as well to 68 million bushels. Uh, Missouri, uh, another one of those states that saw nearly a double uh, increase in production. So I think it was um, maybe deceiving to look at your typical large wheat producing states this year to assume the crop might have struggled because according to the USDA at least, and some of these other states really outperformed expectations. So, you know, you can imagine the response to the market is is lower prices. I would have told you pre-report that maybe we were getting to the low end of price possibilities now that we're kind of coming out of the seasonal weakness and and wheat usually once we start to get to October prices appreciate a little and we start to uh, get a little quiet fundamentally related, but this report I think will uh probably push us lower um at least for the near term and we're kind of seeing that knee-jerk response down further with kind of the better-than-anticipated production. So really, really favorable there, uh, very uh, much outside of expectations in a bearish way. But stocks were, were pretty much on point. No big surprise there. We did see maybe a little bit more disappearance than what was expected at 614 million bushels. That's 8% higher than last year. But all in all, stocks have, as of September 1st were at 1.78 billion bushels, up just slightly from last year. So really, it was the, the production summary that was the, uh, the big kit and caboodle today. Excellent, Eric. Okay, uh, that was a great recap, Nicole. Great recap, Eric. Um, you know, my thing is, well, now what do I do? Well, before you answer that, Eric and Nicole, our customers out there are actively talking with us and we're reaching out to them. But if you're not a customer... Give us a call. Uh, you can find our website at McKinney-Flavelle.com or reach out directly to Eric or Nicole on those particular commodities, and uh, we'll help you set up a strategy to move forward. 
Uh, also remember to check out our uh, webinar, our fall market outlook webinar. We're going to be talking about corn, soy, wheat, and sugar. That's on October 18th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't you dare take it for granted. Do something fun this weekend. And until our next podcast, take care, everybody. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.